0: Hey, what's up, everybody? And thank you so much for tuning into For Real Though. And if it's your first time ever tuning into the podcast, I am your host, Rock Ruiz. And on this podcast, we like talking about movies. Or, well, I like talking about movies. And I'm assuming you do too. And if it's not your first time uh, tuning into the podcast, well, welcome back. Where have you been? I missed you. <laughs> but anyways, um,. I digress. It's Oscar season now, so that's what's up. And over the past few years, the Oscars have been weird. This doesn't go for every single nomination, okay? But I can tell like they've been nominating certain movies and certain people just because they don't want to get backlash. They're just doing it for PR and not because these certain movies or certain people are actually the best of that certain year. I'm not going to name any specifics, you know, because I don't want to hurt no feelings today. Um, But yeah, I haven't been a huge fan of the Oscars uh, for the past few years or so. But, you know, you can't help it. All award shows are going to be subjective. You're not always going to agree with them. And that's just how I felt about the Oscars. Like, I haven't been agreeing with the winners, like their choice of winners over the past few years, over their nominees for the past few years but for this year dude 2019 was a freaking amazing year for movies it's almost like the same level as 1994 and okay i'm not biased because i was born that year but dude 1994 was an amazing year for movies freaking pulp fiction toy story lion king forrest gump shawshank redemption and comedy wise i think um uh, the mask Came out that year, Ace Ventura. It was like Jim Carrey's year, basically for comedy. I don't want to dive into it too much, so you can do your research if you want to. But we're we're gonna be talking about twenty nineteen more. So twenty nineteen had amazing movies. Like if you look at all the nominees, like dude, I don't disagree. Those were amazing movies. Um, we got Joker. That was like my favorite movie of the entire twenty nineteen, if not of all time. Okay, maybe not of all time, but, like, it's up there. It's in, like, my top five or top ten movies of all time. But when it comes to 2019 movies, Joker is the definite best for me. Followed shortly by Parasite, which is freaking amazing, too. I haven't watched every single movie that came out last year, but, like, among the movies I watched, Joker, Parasite, top two for me, definitely. I still owe you guys a podcast episode for Parasite, so... Uh, tune in for that. And my third favorite movie of 2019 so far, because I have a lot of catching up to do, is Jojo Rabbit. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on the podcast. First and foremost, Jojo Rabbit's director and writer is Taika Waititi. And I love that guy. I've been a fan of him ever since I watched What We Do in the Shadows back in, I don't know, when was that, 2015. And, okay, brief background on Taika Waititi for those who aren't that familiar with his work because I am like a Taika fanboy. (laughs) What we do in the shadows is this mockumentary he made about uh, vampires and they're basically like flatmates. And it's kind of like treated the same way as The Office but the, the stuff going on in the episode, in the movie rather, is ridiculous. Like, we got vampires, we got werewolves, but the humor is just so dry and witty that you forget it's about, you know, horror creatures. And Taika Waititi starred in it as, like, the main vampire, and it was just freaking hilarious, dude. And it was so smart, too. The writing was really smart. The comedy was not the stupid kind of comedy, um, but everyone can appreciate it. And that's what I love about Taika uh, Waititi's writing like and his directing. Uh, it's not stupid but he knows when to make stupid jokes in an intelligent way so much so that anyone or almost everyone can relate to it am i making sense here basically he doesn't leave out people but he also doesn't dumb down the jokes somehow he just strikes that balance perfectly and after watching uh what We Do in the Shadows. If you haven't seen that movie, I highly recommend it. Even if you don't like vampires, it's a freaking hilarious movie. You'll love it. If you love The Office, dude, you'll love this just as much. Uh, or at least that's how I felt about it. And how my friends felt about it. And uh, if you haven't watched his other movies, another great example of a great Taika Waititi movie is... Uh, uh, the, name. the name escapes me right now. It's oh, Hunt for the Wilder People freaking amazing movie the premise is basically this uh foster child bonding with this really cranky old man who's played by sam neil and oh yeah fun fact taika waititi is from new zealand so that's why he got sam neil like kiwis sticking together i guess <laughs> um and I, I believe the filmmaking community is really small from new zealand so they basically i think they all know each other If you're a Kiwi and you're in the filmmaking business, odds are you guys know each other. So there's that. If you haven't watched that movie, it's a great movie too. You'll see how much Taika... um, uh, Wow, first name basis here. You'll see how much Taika Waititi has such a good grasp of how children think. And we're all kind of like that. At some point in our lives, we knew exactly how children would experience and view the world, but he never lost that touch, I guess, which is amazing. I love Taika Waititi for that. His first movie, I think, is entitled Boy, and it's also like that. It's about this, um, well, boy, <laughs> and his view of the world, even if like certain adult situations are happening around him that he can't necessarily comprehend completely, you're seeing it through the lens of a child, which makes the movie so much more charming so that's boy and hunt for the wilder people both of those movies are about uh seeing adult situations through the lens of a child a child who is not going through an easy time exactly and i mentioned those movies besides you know my personal favorite of his what we do in the shadows because this new movie of his jojo rabbit is a similar type of movie it's It takes place during World War II and it's through the eyes of a German child. And first of all, the concept alone, if you were to have an elevator pitch for this movie, it would sound ridiculous. Like, it's about a Nazi kid with Hitler as his imaginary friend and he finds a Jew hiding in his attic. Like, how was that approved? And I've been seeing, like, interviews uh, of Taika Waititi talking about how hard it was for him to get this movie approved. And (laughs) it was difficult at first. No one was accepting the script. I mean, no one was accepting the concept. No one wanted to make make the movie. So he just wrote it. He wrote the whole thing and sent it out to different studios. And I think a studio picked it up. And it was parked for a while. So he he worked on Thor Ragnarok first. Oh, how could i forget Thor Ragnarok? One of the best Marvel movies ever, directed by Taika Waititi. I mean, most people are familiar with Taika now because of Thor Ragnarok with his signature dry humor comedy. Yeah, okay, i digress again, but uh back to JoJo Rabbit. Yeah, the concept is just ridiculous, which is why i guess it took a long time for it to get to get it made. But now that it finally got made, dude, it's a freaking amazing movie. Like, if you haven't seen it, I'm not gonna uh, delve so much into spoilers right away, but I will later on. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. But I won't spoil things just yet, so hang in there. Well, this movie, Jojo Rabbit, if I haven't been obvious enough about how much I loved it, I freaking love this movie. Like, it's so well written and directed. Like, the setting is harsh. The setting is like freaking World War II. It doesn't get much worse than that. And Taika just made it feel so light. Well, not necessarily light, like uh, there's nothing to worry about. But it became easier to digest, like the situation. The situations were like very depressing, but he made it lighthearted enough for it to be a pleasant experience of a film. Even if like uh, unpleasant things happen in the movie, because you see it through the eyes of this innocent child, the movie just has this certain charm to it, which I think Taika Waititi will be known for for decades and years and centuries to come. Is he he knows how to find that balance, and I admire him for that. Like besides the directing being brilliant and the writing Taika Waititi being a genius and all. The acting was was great. And I wonder if Taika wrote the character of imaginary Hitler with himself in mind. Because he is just perfectly cast as imaginary Hitler. And dude, the actor who played Jojo. Amazing child actor. That kid is gonna go places. He was just so natural. And you could see him being tough throughout the entire movie. But you could tell how much of a soft he, he really is deep down inside. And how innocent he is. And how he's just trying to be cool. Because, you know, war is going on. So, he has to be the man of the house. Because, well, his dad is absent. uh, And they'll explain in the movie why. And he has to be tough for his friends. And for his mom. And speaking of his friends. Dude, the scene stealer in the movie for me. Is that kid who played Yorkie. The best friend of Jojo. I love him. He's just freaking adorable. And not just Yorkie and Jojo and Taiko were good in this movie. But every single actor in this movie brought their A-game without going overboard. Like Sam Rockwell was amazing. Even Rebel Wilson was so good in this movie. It's like everyone was cast perfectly. Scarlett Johansson, of course. She was great in like so many things last year. She was in Endgame, which was, I believe, kind of snubbed a bit at the Oscars. It deserved more attention, but uh, I'll save that topic for another time. Also, she was in Marriage Story, which is another great movie. And now Jojo Rabbit 2. Dude, she's like, her and Laura Dern are in so many good movies in 2019. It's unbelievable. And they always brought their A-game, so congrats to them they deserve their nominations in my opinion so okay before before we proceed i'll have to warn you guys i'm gonna be talking about spoilers now so if you haven't watched jojo rabbit and you don't want to get spoiled um you can come back to the podcast later on after watching it or if you you know plan on watching it first of all i have to say you're freaking crazy go watch that movie but if you really don't have time to watch it and you want to listen to the, to the rest of the podcast, well, welcome. I'm not your mom. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not your boss. So, now we're going to be talking about spoilers. And dude, it was so tragic when Scarlett's character freaking died, dude. That I almost cried in that movie. If that scene lasted a little longer, JoJo's mom just freaking... Hanging there when he was following that blue butterfly, that scene killed me, dude. Taika, why you gotta do this to us, man? Why? Why? <laughs> oh man. And also, okay. We got this ridiculous concept. The the movie the movie's packaging is ridiculous, right? We got this like kid with Hitler as an imaginary friend in World War II. But at the core of it all the movie, it's sending this message about just not hating on people, dude. It's sending this message that we're all human deep down inside. And, okay, a trivia for you guys. Um, Taika Waititi is, I think, half Jewish. So you can tell uh, this movie meant a lot to him. You can tell, like, he really wants to drive that message home that... Dude, the hate in World War II was stupid and so unnecessary and that type of hate shouldn't be around anymore today. Can you believe it? Like almost a hundred years later and humanity still hasn't learned that much. It's crazy. Oh, and another thing I love about this movie is even though it's got that message, it's got that moral at the core of it, it's not being preachy. It feels so organic. It feels so natural. And you really got to admire Taika Waititi for that. For, like I said, like I've, like I've been saying all this time, finding that balance, dude. He found the balance between comedy, drama, uh, satire, and having a very important message at the core of the movie. And how do you, you freaking wrap all those things into one movie? Dude, it's amazing. Like, how do you, how do you mesh all of those things together so perfectly? Taika, you're a freaking genius. This movie, not only is it like one of my favorite movies of 2019, I think if I were to make like a top 20 films or top 10, this might be in the list. Like, it's definitely. Uh, well, it's not my personal favorite. Like a YTD film, because that would be what we do in the shadows, just because it's so freaking hilarious. But this dude is like, if I'm gonna be thinking objectively and without my bias for like hilarious comedies, I think this is his best work so far. And I feel like it's just gonna get better because people are gonna start believing in his ridiculous concepts and supporting them, and he's gonna get more movies made that are just as brilliant as this i can i can already tell and well that's all i have to say for jojo rabbit well not everything i have to say for it because like there's just so much i love about this movie that i think if i said everything i loved about this movie we're gonna be on this podcast for like two hours and who wants that right right <laughs> So, yeah, I think I've said enough about Jojo Rabbit and how much I love it and how much I think everybody should see it. It's a movie for the whole family. Like, okay, it's not it's not all butterflies and rainbows, okay? There are some pretty dark concepts that have to be explained to children uh, by their parents. But uh, besides that, dude, it's... It's one of the lighter movies of 2019. But, and we needed this movie, dude. Like... Joker, freaking depressing, uh, but a great movie. Um, Parasite, also, my my top two movies were both, you know, kind of depressing, but leave you with a lot to think about. This movie is a lighter, um, more heartwarming, more optimistic movie uh, that we all needed this year to contrast, you know, all the other darker movies that were also brilliant but this is just as brilliant because it takes a great director to make a a relevant dramatic uh tragedy kind of movie but it also takes a great director to make a hopeful movie amidst all the tragedy with still having like a relevant message because dude like i can't stop saying it but taika waititi You're amazing. You're one of my favorite directors. I swear. So okay. That's all I have to say about Jojo Rabbit. And I owe you guys podcast uh, episodes on Marriage Story, Parasite. Uh, I'm thinking of making one for Dolomite is my name too. And maybe a really uh, late, a really overdue podcast episode for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like I've seen so many of the movies last year like really late like way later than they came out but I haven't had the time to make podcast episodes for them so I'm gonna get right to that just so you guys know how I feel about those 29 movies hopefully before January ends so that you know the movie reviews was will still kind of be relevant but anyways that's all I have to say if you guys uh, wanna talk more about Jojo Rabbit we can you can like slide into my DMs on Instagram that's at for real though F O R R E E L T H O same on Facebook. Um, okay, you don't have to slide into my DMs, but you can comment on my posts, uh, say your opinions on certain movies, uh, and I'd love to start a discussion there. Like seriously. Uh, so Jojo Rabbit, if you've seen it, seen it already, see it again. It's it's freaking amazing. One of my favorite movies of all time. Not exaggerating. For real though.